Hello and welcome to Mike Martin Asks Again. This week I have another amazing guest for you guys. Um, won't tell you who she is yet, but it's the second female that's ever been on um, on my show. And her one of her ex-business partners was actually the first. Um, she's got 20 years experience in the internet marketing, digital marketing, course creation and coaching game. Now, if anybody's done any of those industries, if anybody's done coaching before for a start, you know just how difficult it is and how confident you have to be to do it. But internet marketing, digital marketing world, it is fast changing, 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 changing. So people are in and out in six months is a long career. 18 months is is, is like you should be retiring. 20 years is sadist. <laughs> So, uh, but people really, really rave about this girl and her stage presence and her speeches. She's really, really good. Um, I don't think we've ever met in person. This is about as close as we've got to meeting in person. And she does a lot of course creation. Now, I was on her site earlier today. And we'll know that we'll talk about that today. And all this stuff's really, really up to date. I hate it when somebody says, I'm a course creator. You go to their website and you look and their last course was created in 1998. And it's like, you're not a course creator. You created a course and you've pushed it and, and winged it as long as you can. So without further ado, I'm proud to introduce you to Alicia Little. Tell us who you are, my friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Mike. Thank you. It's like, what an honor to be here. You've just been such a leader in this industry. And uh, when you invited me, I was like, yes, 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 let's do it. So thank you. Well, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, and I mean, tell us about yourself. Give us your backstory before we start talking about business and the things that are keeping us going now. Let us know where did you where did you come from? What did you, how did you start? Yeah, so I started 23 years ago. Isn't that crazy? I started 23 years ago. I was actually in um, I was actually working, and I met a guy online who, uh, as we started dating, he told me that he wanted to build this internet business and sell his course online, and I was really interested in it. I was pursuing environmental policy as a career, so I wanted to work in government. I was working in government at the time, and um, then I just got my eyes opened on this whole internet world. I ended up going to work on my PhD and he actually came with me and we continued to build this internet business. I dropped out of the PhD program, needless to say, because I was making my professor's salary, like their yearly salary in a month. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a professor anymore, which is what I was going for. Um, either be a professor, work in government. And so that's how I got started. Uh, about 10 years after I got started, I ended up divorcing that guy. I married him, divorced him. And then me and my sister, just, uh, she was working with me in the business, continued in the business together. And now that's been 13 years and we've been working together, traveling the world, having a lot of fun and teaching others really how to leverage the internet to create financial freedom and using the skills that they have. And now I'm obsessed, Mike, like completely obsessed with AI. I eat, sleep, live, breathe, <laughs> everything AI. I got a new puppy. I almost named him Chatty, but my fiance wouldn't let me um, after ChatGPT. But yeah, so I've been really excited about that. And uh, my sister and I, we have businesses on the island of Jamaica because my dad is from Jamaica and we lived in Jamaica for a while. And then we also have our business that's based here in the U.S. and I'm living in Georgia right now. Right. So you're in Georgia. So you've actually got businesses. Are they real world businesses or are they internet businesses? Yeah. <laughs> in Jamaica, we have a digital agency. So we service local businesses and we do all their digital marketing. So from website bills to all of their social media 
to even doing, there's a lot of like Zoom meetings happening right now. So webinars, webcast, shareholder meetings, we facilitate all of that for our clients. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Wow. What, what's the SEO like in, in, in Jamaica? Is it easy? Uh, it is so easy, right? Don't tell anybody, but it is so <laughs> easy. <laughs> SEO and the social media marketing. When you have a smaller population, like Jamaica is under 3 million people. So when you have a small population on a complete island, you know, we can totally dominate that island with our internet marketing <laughs> skills. And so the SEO for such a small place um, and the social media for such a small place, but with lots of money to spend is phenomenal. So I always tell people like, if you can get in a market or even in a niche and you know, it, you know, it has a smaller either geographical location or the niche is well-defined, then, you know, you're, you're set up to win. So on the Island of Jamaica, my sister and I are so internet famous (laughs) because it's it's a small pool that we've really been able to master. I can make sure that everybody on that whole island that's on Instagram sees my ad. You know what I mean? Oh, because the ads will be cheaper out there as well, won't they? Yeah, they're cheaper out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you got anywhere with nice weather, I mean, I moved to Spain for a while and what I found is it it was, it was dead easy out there. I could literally build and rank sites in, in, in no time at all. And I think it was simply because the weather's so nice. People don't want to work inside. They want to work outside. They're outside. (laughs) Yeah. That's why the UK is so difficult <laughs> because we, we've, we've, yeah, unfortunately nobody wants to go out in the rain here. Right, right, right. So government, what, what, yeah. what, when you said you was going to work as a government job, what, yeah. what, what was, what was that going to entail? Cause I, I didn't, I'd never even heard of it before. I've actually forgot what it was called already. Go on, take us back to that one. So when I graduated from college, and I was actually working when I was in college, my goal was to be just an environmental policy specialist or a professor of environmental policy. So I actually uh, left New Orleans, which is where I was living, and I went to Washington, D.C., and I worked at the White House. So I worked on a special project there in their office. They're in, they have an environmental office there. And um, it was amazing. So I was the first one when I first started, I was like the first one in the door, the last one to leave. And I had these like big visions of saving the world, but that's not actually (laughs) what they did. So my vision of, you know, what I was going to be able to do, I was kind of disappointing, but it was one of the best experiences ever. And then I also worked for the Environmental Protection Agency, which is like the U.S.'s environmental uh, office that oversees like all environmental policies for everything in the U.S. So I worked there for a little bit, and then I went on to do my PhD program. But I, I actually could not afford to be in a PhD program. So when I finished college, uh, when I finished my master's, I was like, "What job could I get that if I put it on my resume and had like a cover letter on their letterhead that I would get a full scholarship?" So I was like the White House. (laughs) So I figured out how to get into the White House. I did it. And then while I was in the White House, I applied for um, my PhD program. And then I had my boss at the White House write my recommendation letter on White House letterhead. I was like, yeah. And of course, I got the full scholarship that I wanted. (laughs) Definitely. So so who was president when you did that? And did you meet him? Uh, Clinton was, and I did meet him and I met his dog too, which was really cute dog. But yeah, I I just said all her, but has there ever, has there been a female president? Um, no, 
No, I just said him or her, and then I thought, I look like a right idiot, because I just asked him or her, and then I thought, I'm sure there's no... It shows I I don't like politics. Right. I I was really turned off because the work that I did there, so I was, you know, the Clinton administration, and this was in the year 2000, and then they asked me to actually come back after I had left and pack up the project that I had worked on. And I was like, why are you guys ending that project? And they're like, well, there's going to be a, a shift in, you know, we're going from Democrat to Republican and the Republicans don't want these environmental projects. So you need to come box it up and put it in the archives. I'm like, really? We spent so much money on this project. We're just going to box it up. So my whole perception of, um, you know, what government was, I was what, 22 or something was um, <laughs> definitely... I was definitely disappointed, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I guess they don't give a shit though, do they? Because it's taxpayers' yeah. money. They're not bothered right. what they spend on what. As long as it looks good, the PR is correct. Obviously, the marketing side of it is genius. Right. If you've got a bottomless bit of money to spend. Yeah. That's I mean, the, the people that are working there, they care about it. They they love what they do, and they're definitely helping people in the environment. But for me to say, for me to think about the fact that when it shifts from Democrat to Republican, that a great project just gets boxed up just because it has the word environment on it was definitely disappointing. I just, I didn't understand at that time. So when I got into the internet world and really started, you know, building my own business and helping people in my own way, uh, I wasn't saving trees anymore, really, (laughs) but I was, you know, not doing environmental policy, but I really enjoyed still doing something and working with people and that sort of stuff. So I was like, okay, so I'm still an environmentalist at heart, <laughs> but yeah. not a practicing career-wise environmentalist. When you when you when you first got into the internet world, what was it you wanted then? What did you want? Was it just money, or was there another point to it? Yeah. So the guy I was dating at the time, he really wanted to get his knowledge out to the world and build a newsletter. And so when I first started learning about it, I was like, you know, this is back in the year 2000. I was like, this is really interesting. We set up this really ugly website and, you know, I was posting on different forums, right? There's no Facebook groups at the time. So I was posting on different forums and people were responding really well. Our email list grew really quickly. So it was, to me, it was like this whole new world (laughs) that I hadn't explored that you could start a business. And the, the thing that we started first was building a list, which I will always say, you know, that the money is in the list. If you're starting an internet business, start with building a list. Even if you have nothing to sell, like we had nothing to sell. So it was a daily newsletter with tips that we sent out. And people, if they didn't get their daily newsletter, they would write in and ask where today's newsletter was. So, you know, my eyes were really open and we, we, people would tell other people and they would join the list. And by really building that list, when we were ready to launch and we launched our product, um, I thought we would sell like 50. The course was 297. I thought we would sell like 50 in the first month, but we sold 299. We were like one short of 300 in the first 24 hours. And it was because we had a list. So we emailed the list and we sold it to them and it just really took off from there. So it was really exciting. We made half a million dollars in our first year online. And I was like, what? This is, this is crazy. This internet thing. It's crazy. So I thought I was going to be rich by being a professor, like a college professor or something like that. 
And then a few years later, I asked my professor, like, hey, you're head of the department. You've published a dozen books. How much money do you make? And when he told me, I was like, is that a year? You make that much in a year? And he was like, yeah, that's my yearly salary. And I'm thinking to myself, what? We just made that last month. And um, <laughs> that is not good. So I called my dad, who told me when I was little growing up, professors were rich. And I was like, dad, professors are not rich. They are not rich. And uh, that was it no. for me in the PhD program. <laughs> They do better than most, but they don't do well. They they still they still got a mortgage. They've still got bills. They still haven't got the cars paid off. They still they still probably have to save up for holidays. Whereas, I and mean, unfortunately, in the U.S., they still don't get paid very well. You know, they not what you would think. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's about hundred grand a year now, which in the U.S. is 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 almost nothing um, yes. in comparison to what you can do doing what we do. That's right. Uh, That's right. The comparison is is mind blowing. I, I mean, I've been doing this. I haven't actually been internet marketing for that long. I I started out by I built a massive firm, locksmith company, but that was one of the first things I started to do was build a list. But mine was customers, so mine was a list of customers. Luckily, someone said to me, um, "Set up get response." Um, when I first kicked, out, I think it was Michael Cheney said to yeah. me, "Set up get response" because uh, he was using it. And, and and he said, build a list. So, so all your customers go into your list. Everything goes into your list and, and email them regular. He said, and, and just get that into a habit. And literally one of one of the girls who works for me downstairs now, she um, she said to me last week, we have a, um, a box I put in the office that is like for recommendations, like things that, so, so the staff kind of, uh, we've got a brilliant morale in our office and everybody's happy and everybody gets on and they did like on, on a Thursday morning, I'm not allowed in the office till 10 AM because they're all doing yoga. It's like that type of um, environment. I love and it. She, she, she gave me a note inside of the, um, in, in the box about setting up a newsletter. And it's like, Holy shit. I've wanted to do that for years and I've never done it because sticking to something every single day and every single week is very very difficult right. um so we just started our first newsletter um <laughs> so i don't know how long it's going to take to come out but for all the years and all the things we've done but right. still my email list is probably by far um we sell a lot of software so maybe not more profitable than some of the software but i'm pretty sure it is pretty sure the email list is even more profitable than the software. Is, is, is yours the same is that the most profitable part of your business your email list yeah, it's we always say like if you want to go, if you want to make some money real quick, like send an email, <laughs> sell something. So it's all it always is. That's always a thing that we want to grow is our email list. And you know, you hear the people say, "Well, email is dead or email's not as effective." You're like, "What are you talking about? You must not be sending out the right emails." But and there's a lot of tools that we use that can really help as well in keeping the email list alive and keeping people energized and excited and different strategies that we use, but such a focus on the email list. So we actually have a girl on our team who writes three newsletters a week. So for one of our audiences, our audience that's only focused on AI, <laughs> she writes the AI newsletter, and then she writes two other company newsletters. Um, and that's her, that's her job to write the newsletters. So if you was if if you was to advise somebody on on growing a list what what would you what would your top 3 let's say 3 tips be on on strategies for growing an email list yeah, an email so, list that opens emails <laughs> So the first thing that you have to do is always have that free offer something that people want but make it so enticing that they have to say yes you're like you know make it something really good it has a value and then 
the next thing is focus on promoting it. So now we've got so many opportunities to um, be on podcasts, to do, you know, like our TV now and our media now, it's really right here. So record a reel, get on Instagram, connect with people and give away as much as you can. So drive as much traffic to that free offer as you can. And then I would say number three is that make sure that your emails are also personalized. So some of my highest open rate emails are something that's about me personally. I just got a dog, a puppy. Everybody wants to know about Bruno, my puppy. (laughs) And so people, that's the, the, you know, one of our recent emails that have gotten the biggest response back, people replying back and uh, just commenting on the puppy. So also don't always be selling, always, you know, look at and see how you can be more personal because people connect with people. And I think we forget that a lot as marketers, we send out email with this promotion, that promotion, but your people want to connect with you and also know what you are doing. So always provide value. And at the same time, you know, make sure that you are giving a little bit of you to them. Yeah, people don't want to, because I guess, I guess that's one of the things that social media has changed, isn't it? It's people sure. nowadays, yeah. uh, years ago, you could get away with being a faceless um, organization and it's like, here's a free gift on QVC and we'll get 10,000 people. And, and you could get away with doing that over and over and over again when people used to use, I don't know if you ever did it, direct mail, not that like, you know, yeah. where you, you send flyers <laughs> to people's houses and stuff. Um, yeah we made loads of money doing that back. In, that was back in my uh, real world entrepreneur days before I was ever <laughs> online. Um, but I guess nowadays people connect with people, don't they? And they want they want to see your face and they want to see do. your, what would you call it? Your faults, so yeah. to speak. And what's going on in your life and what makes you, you and yeah, definitely your vulnerabilities and sometimes the more vulnerable you are with people or telling a story, like you have so many stories to tell people. So Les Brown taught me this. He's like, keep a story log of all of your stories. So when I can think of a story, I just open up notes on my phone and I enter it into my story log, something about your childhood, something about, you know, what whatever you can write down as your story, you'll find a way to connect it in an email or even in social media because people want to know more about you. So talk more about you through a story. And um, Les Brown, he always says, you know, don't make a point without telling a story and don't tell a story without making a point. So we're always looking at, okay, how can we tie in personalized stories to what we're teaching or offering or selling. Who's Les Brown? Uh, Les Brown is one of um, America's and worldwide. He's one of the best motivational and inspirational speakers in the world. You have to look him up. Les Brown. Amazing. Amazing. I'm just putting him in right now because I will. I'm I'm into all that stuff, me. I mean, at the minute, I'm doing a lot about Stoics and stuff like that, and okay. going through, looking at history. I'm um, I'm writing another book, so but I'm okay. writing a book that's a little bit more out there compared to my other ones. Okay. Um, and 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 so it's it's I'm going into history. I'm trying to look at the world from a different angle, as okay. as kind of um, as though everything nothing's important, and I'm trying to kind of help my son understand that as he's growing up because I'm noticing school and things are starting to stress right. him out and he's starting to worry and I'm like what why why do you give a shit it's not like he's, he's super smart don't get me wrong he's super smart and he could go on and do what everyone is in school but I don't think I don't think kids get I think there's there's, there's so much pressure on them nowadays and For it's real. so public 
to, to, to like when I was a kid, the, the, it wasn't public. So if you did really bad in school, nobody knew. But nowadays, everyone's asking you on Facebook and places like that. And it's like, so I'm trying to, trying to teach him how it's not important. So I thought the best way for me to do is me to learn it all and write yeah. a book on it. And yeah, then... I love <laughs> I love that. How old is he? Um, he is, I should know this, shouldn't I? He's 11. He'll be 12 <laughs> in September. Okay, okay. So he's, he's my eldest, but he's, 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 he's so much smarter than I ever was. I, oh, well, I never went to school. So I guess <laughs> you need, so let's, let's get back onto, let's take you back a little bit, uh, a little bit again, before we start looking at what you're doing now and what's working sure. in, in, in current environment. Any big failures or any walls where you've hit and you've thought to yourself, "Oh fuck, I wish I wasn't doing this. I wish I'd have done it. And I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have done that PhD." Is there, is there any situations that's happened in life like that where oh. my, my viewers can learn from it? I mean, like so many. Where do we start? The thing about being an entrepreneur is that it's like this: like boom, oh wow, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's really crazy. You know, I was. Um, so when I was doing my PhD program and we were selling me and my now ex-husband, we were selling courses and stuff together. Um, he, the more money we made, the worst of a person he became, it started to become uh, really toxic for me to stay with him. So, you know how they say like the more money <laughs> you make, it really brings out who you really are and who he really was just wasn't a good person. Just wasn't somebody that, that I could be with anymore. And so I left him in 2010 and here's the biggest mistake that I made. I said, well, I spent 10 years of my life working with him and we built this business together. I'm sure that he'll make sure the split is fair (laughs) because he knows that I'm leaving because he's a jerk. But that was really bad on my part. I, I did not, you know, protect myself in any way. And we had a joint bank account. So when I left, he said, you either come back or I'm going to make your life miserable. Let's use that word. And um, I said I wasn't coming back. So he canceled the all the credit cards. He canceled the, the bank account. I couldn't get into the bank account. Like there was just so much that happened that I went from that year in business, we made six million US dollars. And I went from being a millionaire to sleeping on my sister's sofa. So I didn't prepare myself uh, or protect myself in any way for uh, <laughs> for what I knew was to come, or you know, I didn't predict what was to come. And so, and this go, it doesn't have to be a marriage, but just with business partners, like you just have to make sure that proper protection is in place, and that you know you're setting yourself up properly. I did bounce back, and I bounced back very well. Um, but that's because I was running the business and I knew the business and I knew internet marketing uh, very well. So I went from being behind the scenes in that business to now in in the front, right? In the front end of running a business. So, um, you know, I would always, I always tell people, especially women to make sure that, you know, as you have partnerships, <laughs> make sure that there's really great documentation on, um, what happens if that if those partners partnerships split? And I have had partnerships that split. Most of the partnerships that I've had in business have been absolutely wonderful. Still best friends with everybody. It's like a short term project. So you know, define a project and define it well. I would say, and then also, um, you know, when you some of my other failures have been just not 
having a good balance in my life. So I'm obsessed with working. Like I love it. It's not work to me. So, you know, when, (laughs) when chat GPT hit the scenes, I'm addicted. It's on my laptop. It's on my iPad. I have it on my phone. Like I'm using it all the time. So I, I'm very bad at balance. So I've had to get better and better at better at, you know, cutting off work sometime. And as entrepreneurs, it's like, so we leave a job <laughs> that we are working 40 hours a week to have our own business and work 80 hours a week. Like it's not sustainable. So um, I've had to really learn that, you know, I need more balance in my life. Uh, and that's probably one of the hardest things for me is really balancing uh, my passion for entrepreneurship to turning off the computer, the laptop and the cell phone. Um, I don't, do you have that same problem? I've always had that problem and I actively <laughs> now try to, to purposely know. I, I'm, I, in the last few years, I've actually got good at, at, at giving things away. So basically saying, yeah. I think my, my biggest problem was I struggled to trust anybody to do the job and, and as though if you want something doing right, you have to do it yourself. Right. Um, oh, so much just gone wrong. We nearly just had a power cut. Did you see everything? Oh, I did. I saw the flash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit. I'm, I'm sure I paid the electric bill. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, no, you pay weather. Yeah, I th- I think with me, I think I think the most difficult part part, part was passing someone on and and and, and assuming yeah. somebody could, else could do it without me having to like micromanage every tiny little thing in the business. Yeah, so when when everyone when they first start out, I know loads of people sell these push button rich fucking get rich doing this 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 this, but everybody. I think in the first six to 12 months of any business, you have to work 12 hours a day, at least five to six days a week. And you need to have your phone there ready to be like, okay, I'll fix this, fix this, fix this. And, and be on the ball like that. And and you do, and it becomes a habit and it becomes a bad yeah. habit. That's bad for your health. It's bad for your, for, yeah. for your relationships. It's bad for your kids. It's bad for absolutely everything. And then, then after you've done that for so long, when you start employing people and bringing them in, I, th- I feel that you then end up in a situation where it's difficult to say, Okay, you just deal with it. You just deal with it. And if they if they're gonna get it wrong, it's like, well, if you're gonna get it wrong, you'll learn from getting it wrong, and then you won't get it wrong again. <laughs> but there's only way you're gonna learn from getting it wrong is by me saying, you know what? Okay, it is what it is. So I think that's where I struggled was actually letting go. But I built sense. now a, a fantastic team, and and right. obviously you get a lot of trial and error, and you get a few duds that that come in and out and things like that over time. But I've got a team downstairs now that I. I I hope they all work for me for the next 20 years. I'm sure they won't because they're all way too talented. But if they do, <laughs> that's great. I, I've cracked it. That's, <laughs> so, great. that's great. I love it. I love it. But yeah, we, What we've done, though, in our offices um, is we decided to open the offices. Where, when I was looking, because we live in, um, there's about 25,000 people live in this area where, where, where we're based. Okay. And what, what I kind of realized is that, that people it's it's a holiday place so so we're right near the beach and it's all that stuff so so it's like full of old people or young people trying to get out to major cities so they can get jobs okay so the the only talent really in the area in my opinion which is what i said to my business partner is standing at the school gates uh mm-hmm. waiting for the children so so they can't work nine to five and most businesses are so short-minded it's like well everybody works nine nine to five monday to friday that's the so they, so they don't give these people a chance so most of the real talent is, is either they're at the school gates and they're doing part-time jobs working in coffee shops and things like that so i basically said to, to my business partner when, when, when we start to employ down here 
what I want to do is I want to work 10 a.m. to 2 to 2 p.m. Monday to Friday. There's nobody works out. If somebody wants full-time hours, they have to go and find a job somewhere else. And okay. if we have got double the amount of work that needs to be done that one person can't handle, then all we do is we employ a second person. So there's two people in. And, and what I'm finding is nobody's ever stressed out. They're all super motivated. It's like a family. We, we, we get on brilliantly. We work well together. And it's, 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 it just works. And I'm also it. trying to write a book called... <laughs> the four hour work day, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Tim Ferriss will probably sue me, but <laughs> it's true. But I've got to, I've got to make it work first. Once I can, once I can show that the team in that office down there are generating an income of say seven figures a year yeah. from the exact things they're doing. I mean, this week they've done, or should I say what they were Yeah, this in the last seven days, they've probably done about 25 grand in new business between them all. And, and most weeks is between five and 20 grand a week so Love the it. team's getting to that point already um so yeah I, i'm finding the talent yeah. in most small areas are standing at the school gates collecting the kids and nobody's giving them a chance because they can't work nine to five which is ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah that's so opinion. true that's so true i know in our team we're you know 98 percent women <laughs> so you know it's really been and we're all virtual so it's really been um, nice for them to also be completely, you know, you're, in your case, they're working from an office. In my case, they're working from home. But, you know, the virtual aspect for them has been nice here in the U.S. And, um, yeah, and we were really blessed to have a really good team as well. We were looking, me and my sister, we, we had a team meeting the other day, and we asked everybody to introduce themselves to the new person. And part of that introduction was how long you had been with us. And there were two people that had been with us since 2009. And we were like, wow, we didn't even realize that it was that long. So yeah, we've, our newest person before that was three years. So we've kept people on of our, our team for a very long time. And so bringing on a new person, he was so excited because he was like, this is, you know, a long-term hire, You, you know, people don't leave here. And that's what we like is that, you know, unfortunately, we've had to let a few people go because they might not have been the right fit over the years. But mm. in general, they don't leave. So <laughs> some, some people just take the piss whenever they get the opportunity to. So I guess working from home, how do you manage them then? What do you use to manage them? I know when we did a webinar with you guys, everything was on a sanner, I think. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But is that is that how you manage them? Yeah, I mean, so. My sister does a lot of the team management. She comes from a corporate background of uh, management. She's an IT person. So she uses teamwork to do a lot of the management. I use Notion. But you know what? We're all on WhatsApp <laughs> as well. And that's our number one communication tool is on WhatsApp. So we, this and this is for our, our team that's based in the US, although we have team members in the US, Jamaica, and the Philippines. Um, but we, what's probably the most important is our break off team meeting. So like our social video marketing team, they have their daily meetings and then we've got a weekly all team meeting and, um, the team that does all of our JVs, they do twice, twice weekly meetings. So it's really about staying on task and then having that big team meeting. And in that team meeting, they have a PowerPoint that they actually have to present. And it's really simple. It's only four slides, but it's like, what is your biggest win for the week? Um, What are you working on next week? And then what do you need? And what is your give? So what's something that you learn that can help everybody on the team? So they're really focused on, they know that they've got to have big wins. (laughs) What is your give? 
I <laughs> that PowerPoint. absolutely love that. What is your give? <laughs> That's smart. Well, they, they think about it. I learn a lot on that give because it's usually a tool, like some tool that they use to make the process that they're doing more efficient. And so that's when I, I love that part because I get to learn about different tools or strategies or, you know, they'll talk about different things that they're doing that's made their work uh, better. I'll just, just, just before we move on, Lauren, when you're editing this video, <laughs> please show Georgia that bit and let's steal it because that's brilliant. <laughs> Georgia's <laughs> the manager down there. So I, okay. I, I love that idea you've just come up with. That's absolutely awesome. Um, and and I, I, yeah, especially that they give bit. That's like, what have you discovered this week that can that can help the team? So before yeah. we move on to what you're doing now and 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 what's what's um getting your rocks off now let's say um if you was because th- because th- this is the real valuable stuff for, 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 for my guys if you was if you was going after something brand new completely brand new um what what how how do you how do you set your plan up so let's say you're going to be looking at a new project any project you pick okay. a project and and you're going to say to yourself right how do you plan it out for, for because you've been doing this longer than um, most people have been have been working, or most people that's going to be listening in our industry. Twenty years is 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 it's like <laughs> ancient. It's, it's the, yeah, it's since the internet was about, isn't it? Really. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm thinking is, if 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 most people fail nine times out of ten at the beginning, obviously you probably now succeed nine times out of ten. Uh, so what, how would you plan that project? Your project. Yeah. What, what do you do? What questions do you ask yourself? I always look at the end result and I set goals. So everything has a goal or an end result. And sometimes the goal or the end result is laughable and sometimes it's very serious. So laughable is an example. I was like, you know what? We've been using ClickFunnels, the the funnel creation tool for a very long time, but we've never focused on getting a two comma club award. So, (laughs) you know, got got the whole team together. I'm like, we need to pick a funnel that we're going to, you know, in click funnels that we're going to pay attention to so that we can get a two comma club award before the next, you know, click funnels event. So we all picked a funnel. And so we worked from the end result backwards. What do we need to do to make a million dollars in this funnel by this date? This is what we need to do. Okay. And so what is this funnel about? And then what are we going to do to make, you know, breaking it down? Okay, this is how much we need to make a month. This is how much we need to make a week. If we're going to make this much a week and the course costs nine ninety seven, how many sales do we need to make a day? Okay, three sales a day is what we need. So how are we going to make those three sales a day? JV partners, we're going to drive cold traffic. Um, and then, we're, you know, we're going to run ads <laughs> and then we're going to use warm traffic. We're going to have an affiliate program. So we just throw everything at the wall write it all down and then create a marketing plan from that and break it down, you know, week by week. What are we doing to to drive the traffic? What are we doing to get the three sales a day? And then looking at what's working and then always being fluid. So one thing that we did for this funnel as an example is we noticed that people would come on, they'd be so interested in the 997 program. It was converting really well. But then there were some people who would comment like, I need to take this up later or when I get paid or is this going to be available on Friday? So we moved from doing that event on GoToWebinar to moving it over to Zoom. And on the end of the Zoom, I would say there's a breakout room and we would set up, we had two to three breakout rooms set up for people who need to talk to someone on my team about financial arrangements. 
Maybe you need to do it later. Maybe you want to pay next week or after payday. Go talk to someone so that you can save your seat, lock in the price, (laughs) whatever. And so I had one girl on the Zoom who used to, you know, take people's People would say help in the comments and she would filter them. She filters them into the breakout rooms and then they meet with one of our team members. And then we have a breakout room that's our jumpstart with my sister. So if you've signed up, go into that breakout room with my sister and, you know, get your, you know, we make something spicy. (laughs) Like let's make sure that you're logged in and you get your secret code or whatever. So everybody wants to get into that breakout room. So we just said to ourselves, like, what can we do to, to, to help, you know, pull these sales from the people who want it, because if they leave and they said they want to do it next Friday, they'll often forget. <laughs> so now that they've met with someone on our team, it's that team member's role to now follow up. It's tracked. They're giving, they're given commission and bonuses on that. So every time we do a live webinar and we have this system, so it's allowed us to so increase our conversion rate, um, So anyway, when we look at something, we're like, okay, where are the gaps or the holes or what can we change? You don't, even though it was working the way that it was, that it was doing, like we had, you know, seriously high conversion rates, you know, what, where is there still a gap that we can get it working better? So we all came together as a team, outlined all of this. One of our team members said, you know, I'll manage the Zoom room. So now she does that and puts everybody in the breakout rooms. Two other team members said, hey, I'll, I'll be that person that they talk to if they're, they want financial arrangements. And it just worked out really well. So we are, we're always like looking at the end goal, working backwards, and then adjusting along the way. And I think the adjustments are the most important part because when you find those gaps and you can win <laughs> with them, you're like, yes, this is this is working. And then people also feel like you care. So you care enough to have a breakout room with just me and one person on your team to talk about my financials and you know what I can do to get into the program and you're gonna save a spot for me. So you know you also build those super fans by doing it that way. And we do this in you know, most of the projects that we're doing, okay, we want to launch a course. We have a course to launch by next week, Friday. Um, What's the end result of the course? What are the pieces that need to be done for the course? Who has to record those pieces and go? (laughs) And then, you know, we make sure that we fill in, uh, my sister always sets up a spreadsheet. You know, I'm responsible for this. She's responsible for this. Two of the girls on my team are responsible for this. And you, you know, just want to get it done before the deadline. And so it's just also about mapping things out properly. And now, Mike, what I love to do is go to ChatGPT and tell ChatGPT (laughs) to map it out for me. And the results are like, it just saves me days. I'm like, it would take me days to make this marketing plan that you just did, ChatGPT, in under 90 seconds. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but I'm so excited. So I just use ChatGPT all the time to map out my marketing plans for whatever we're doing. You know, it could be for the course creation, it could be for whatever it is, it maps out the marketing plans and then I tell it to go deeper. Okay, so you this is the timeline, ChatGPT, that you're giving me map it out week by week. And it'll say week one, set up your social media accounts. Week two, da, 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 da. And it'll map it out. And then it'll say, create social media content, you know, your pre-launch social media content. And then I go back to ChatGPT, Mike, and I'm like, no, you create 
the content, ChatGPT. <laughs> and then ChatGPT will create all the content. And we're like, boom, boom. So we do a working session on Zoom with ChatGPT and we get everything done in a really you know quick amount of time instead of it taking me days or a week to do now in a one to two hour, you know, team session with ChatGPT, we can market out a whole plan and strategy and tackle it with the help of this amazing AI tool. So I get I guess the big thing from what you said there is is figure out figure out the end result that you want before you even go anywhere and then break it down over the days. So it's like mathematically broken down. How do we achieve step by step by step by if it's going to take us three months to create everything, then we've got nine months to make the money. Then we need to set. And, and I, I love that idea. That's, that's, that's really smart. And then the chat GPT thing that just shows how, if you're not using it, you're going to lose going forward. Like oh, yeah. over the years, like when people used to have to send a letter, Okay. I mean, I think Dan Kennedy still makes people send him letters, which is ridiculous. Right. People used to have to send a letter. It'd take, sometimes it'd take two or three days to get there. A lot of the time it would never get there. You'd have to redo it. An email, when that all came out, changed the world so much. And it's like, wow, we can do business and we can be back and forth in, in milliseconds. And I guess ChatGPT is the same thing. Rather than having a team of 10 people doing an outline, for a week or two in fact we've just paid a developer to do a full outline of a, of, of a project we're working on um and then when you were doing that i was thinking shit could i put that into chat tbt and save myself a few grand of course, um, of course. <laughs> I, I spoke on stage mike there's probably a thousand people in the audience it was a great event and i was showing them how to use chat gpt and i had this video on the screen and chat gpt doing all this kind of stuff and so after it was over talking to people in the hall, these two ladies were like following me around and looked really upset. So after I was done talking to everybody, I was like, what is going on with you two? And they're like, we are so mad right now. And pointing their fingers at me, I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, we just paid someone thousands of dollars to do a seven part email campaign that you just did on the stage, <laughs> you know, in two wow. minutes. And I was like, well, it was a lesson going forward. <laughs> you can yeah. do it all by yourself. So there's so much when you know how to use that tool. It takes things to another level. And it not only saves you money in hiring people and outsourcing, but it saves you time because now yeah. you can just do everything yourself. And, and the outputs that you get will blow your mind. It came up with a slogan for me today. And I was like, thank you, chat GPT. That was great. So it just helps me to be more creative, get things done faster. And um, I, I love it. Yeah, we're doing a lot with it. We've integrated it into one of our software so far. It's going to be integrated into most of what we do. We've got a new wow. software coming out that it's been integrated in. Uh, Dave Cass has done a really good one because what you just said then about the seven-day email sequence, yeah. he's got... Um, He's doing stuff for local businesses and he's created a, you put in a keyword. Yeah. So like uh, plumber Manchester, for example, for local businesses, and it will set up a, a, a seven day follow on sequence for the emails to actually get them into, into your business so that you can literally then just click a button, move them over to your uh, autoresponder and click go. And then all you need to do is, is add their emails into your system and your system will do the selling for you, which is, it's yeah. The stuff you can do nowadays is, is ridiculous. Stuff that so, you can do. Yeah. Before, um, no, let's 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 just jump into now. What 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 are you doing now? Then well, where, where I've had a look on your website and looked at some of your stuff, and I think it's absolutely awesome. Your stuff's very 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 up to date, like all of it, which is so unusual. <laughs> uh, so what what are you doing right now? What's what's yeah what's working yeah. For you? So I am in 
the AI space really passionately. Let's put it that way. So I had a course because I have an agency, right? So I have a course on how other people can start their own agency and I've totally redid it. So where it was had a name before, now it's agency AI, right? Everything has AI incorporated into it because I really believe that when you leverage these AI tools, you can get more done faster, better, you know, than you ever thought before. So I'm teaching people here, this is how you start and run an agency incorporating AI into every aspect. Cause my social media managers, they don't, they're not doing campaigns by hand anymore. They're not going to copywriters to write the copy. They're doing it all with chat GPT and now images with mid journey. So that's what, that's where my focus is. So I'm helping, you know, whether it's agency owners that are helping local businesses, authors, speakers, us internet marketers, like course creation. I did a training yesterday on course creation with AI. It'll blow your mind (laughs) what's out there and what's possible and what you can get done so fast. I'm not going to tell you how long it used to take me to create a course and how long it takes me now because it's just unbelievably phenomenal, right? So how much time it can slash. So my focus has really shifted to, I used to teach a lot of freelancing and agency. Like those were my two big niches. So how to be a freelancer and how to start and expand your digital agency. But now I've incorporated into everything that I'm doing, um, AI and I love it. I love it so much. And courses you've got, what courses do you have at the minute then? Yeah. So I have one, um, that's an agency AI course that teaches, people, you know, that are, that are agency owners or want to be agency owners, how to start run and do their agency tasks with AI. Then I have another one for freelancers, which is freelancing AI course. And then my main thing that I love doing, I have something called the AI experts club and that's my membership. So it's a membership where people can come in and they, the the whole purpose of it is that people don't have to keep up with the latest and greatest in AI. So we do that for them. My team does. So every two weeks we drop a new AI tool that we've tested. That's phenomenal. Usually it's a, like a Google Chrome extension. Um, And then we do once a week, we do a big training. So our big trainings are like um, how to create a course with ChatGPT or how to write a book with ChatGPT. Um, last month we did MidJourney, right? How to um, use MidJourney to create amazing digital art. And I just dropped a course on AI cloning. So I clone my voice and I teach people how to, now I can create complete courses and content. And uh, my last podcast episode was my AI voice. It wasn't my real voice. It tricked even my sister. She didn't know. I had to tell her. I'm like this, you know, she was like, oh, the podcast was so good. I love this part, this part. And she's like, I transcribed it. I'm like, and what did you think about how I sounded? She's like, you sound good. Like as always, you're using your fancy mic. (laughs) I'm like, it was my AI voice. And she couldn't believe it. So you know, just teaching these things to people that will really help them. Um, I do a lot of that in the experts club and we have a Facebook group and that's been a really big passion to see people's whole perspective of what's possible change when they learn how to leverage these tools. Um, Just, just for my own selfish um, needs, I've got, we've been using my voice using Descript. Is, Is there anything better than that that's out there that can clone your voice? 
Yeah. So I love 11 labs for voice cloning. I do use Descript as well. Um, but 11 labs has done a better job in my opinion <laughs> for, for the voice cloning. So uh, Descript has its benefits. I love Descript as a tool. It's what we use for all of our video editing. But when you go to 11 labs, they have something called their voice lab and you can create a new voice and then upload audios of yourself. And here's what I did. So the first time I uploaded my audio, I just found some recordings that I had done that were on my computer and I uploaded those. They didn't sound exactly the way that I wanted it to sound. So I purposely, you know, opened up GarageBand, got my good mic, had some scripts that ChatGPT wrote, and I read them with enthusiasm, passion, the way that I would want to sound when 11 Labs pushes out content about me. And that worked. So I just did three audios that were three minutes in length, maybe, but I made sure that I did not have a monotone voice, that I had excitement, that I, you know, that my voice had um, just a lot of variety in it. And the result was so much better. So I recommend that if you're going to use 11 Labs, that you record specifically knowing that this is for voice cloning and you'll get the result that you want. Cool. I will have to try that because all I did with um, Descript was I got one of my previous webinars video about an hour long and just uploaded it. And then we create stuff, but some of the words are not perfect. And I'm like, uh, but But if you think... Oh, I was saying, but if you think about, you know, saying this is for cloning my voice, then yeah. you take a little bit more time, you know, in your pronunciation and the way that you talk, because that's what the tool is learning from. So um, I, I felt like the end result was way better when I did that. I'm going to definitely try that because um, I we've got so many training courses and when we're trying to put my voice to the training courses, it sounds terrible, but yeah. half of them are going to be are all in writing and then the other half are in videos. You have to do some in writing so people can, yeah. and it kind of just, I want I want it to be able to read it to them. Yeah, yeah. When you use the normal voice, it sounds crap. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that one off you. Um, I did, I did like you did, and I uploaded a webinar. But the thing about me and webinars is that, you know, I'm not as excited. I'm talking to an audience, kind of, kind of slower. I get excitement sometimes, but if you record it like you're doing a professional audio book, as an example, then it sounds so much better. And sometimes at the end of a webinar you know, your, your energy dies down just a little bit, but in a three minute session that you're uploading to, um, 11 labs, you can totally keep your energy level and your pronunciation, the way that you want your words to sound when your voice gets cloned. So yeah, it was, it was a good experiment and it worked. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to nick that one off you. Um, so we normally keep these to a maximum of an hour. So um, one of the well, in fact, I've got I've got one one more question to ask you before yeah. I, I'll 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 ask how people can can get hold of you and work with you if they want to if want to do anything. Okay. What what's what's been your biggest achievement in the last three years? Just just out of curiosity. Your biggest wow. success, even like your biggest success, where you know, like say, because because you like me work on lots and lots and lots of little projects, and right, some right. going to big projects, some going to little projects. Which has been the one that's just gone? Fucking hell, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, two things: I met an amazing man. I moved to Georgia, out of Jamaica. I moved to Georgia, met an amazing man. So that's been a great achievement. Who's <laughs> also an right. entrepreneur. 
Um, and so, yeah, I love that. And then the second thing I would say is that uh, he is a real estate investor. So he's taught me real estate investing, something I never thought I would do, even though I have an Airbnb. I had it before I met him. But I flipped four houses in the past 12 months. So I wow. feel very, you know, proud of that and happy with that. And and in the US, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but we have business credit. Do you guys have business credit in the UK where you can build the credit based on your business and get, you know, business loans in your name and all this kind of stuff? I'm yeah, sure yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure when you, you said business credit, then I was thinking, I don't know, I've never borrowed any money for, 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 yeah. for anything, but I know for a fact that yes, we have people so, trying to borrow us money all the time as a company. Okay. <laughs> so I had been in business at this point for 21 years before meeting him and um, almost 21 years. And I had never built my business credit. But when I saw what he was doing, he was only flipping one house at a time because he was buying the house and then flipping it. I'm like, hmm, what if, what if there was a way that you could buy the house but not spend any money? Because I had been on stages with Robert Allen um, and just these, these uh, really big real estate gurus in the United States. And although I had never paid attention, I was always the internet marketer speaking on their stage. Um, I was like, well, I've, I've heard of buying houses with no money down and started looking into it. And I learned about business credit. So I took a new business, built business credit on it. And then I bought a house with no money down, like for real, a private money lender bought the house gave me the money to rehab. And then for the down payment on the house, I got a business loan. And I was like, wow, I didn't know this. I can't believe that for 21 years, my business life, I never looked at how I could leverage the fact that I have a business more. So we flipped four houses. We have two vehicles in our business name. It doesn't affect our personal credit. And that was kind of one of the biggest aha moments is that, you know what, I'm not looking at how I can leverage the fact that I'm a business owner more. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't think about the fact that we're business owners and that we need to really look and see what advantages are are there out there for me that I can make my money work for me in so many different ways. And by flipping houses, we've made like the last flip, we made over $100,000 flipping one house and didn't spend any of our own money to get in and do all of this whole project. So, you know, looking at how we can expand beyond, use our money and our knowledge as marketers and expand beyond what we're doing to investments and real estate. Um, I've been closed off in my little internet marketing safe space so long that I always tell people, look and see what else is out there for you. Look and see, there's other fun things to do and make your money work for you. <laughs> When you do a webinar on this, which I'm yeah. sure you will, because that is I fucking will. brilliant and that will crush it. I definitely want to run that webinar because uh, sure. as you were saying it, then I was thinking, oh my God, I'm surprised you've not already done a webinar on this. That would that would kill it. It absolutely crush it. And it's literally a training course. It is. It is. So when I went into it with him, um, he was like, let's just pay the deposit. Let's just put the money down because the private money lender will usually give you 75 to 80% of the money and they give you the money for rehab, but you got to put a little skin in the game. But I'm like, well, you know, my average student is not going to want to put $20,000 down. So we have to figure out how to put zero money down because then 
then it becomes a good course. And he's laughing. He's like, everything to you is a course, is a training. I'm like, absolutely. Everything <laughs> is a course and it's a training. So of course, you know, now I, I, I'm working on it, but it's always thinking how, you know what, for everybody that's listening to this, like we all are doing things that other people think and know is valuable in their life. So even, you know, Mike, I've created small courses for local businesses. You know, I was really big in that niche. And I created a course on just how to set up a Facebook event for local business to drive traffic into the local business. And that course sold over $100,000 on launch. It was one small thing. It wasn't about setting up a Facebook page. It was nothing. Social media marketing, no ads. It's just Facebook events. Like, if you know how to do one thing, you might think it's small and little, but it's one thing that can get results or help somebody else, sell it, create a course about it. And the people that took that course, a lot of them are still creating Facebook events for local businesses. And that was maybe four years ago to this day. And I always get people that say how much it helped, how much they're doing this. And it was just one tiny, you know, you think about it in the whole Facebook marketing world. It's like one tiny little thing but it works. So I always tell people, figure out how to do something, create a course around it, make that money. Yeah, anything you can create, you can create a course on it because there's somebody out there, everybody wants to learn something. There's yeah. a woman that, that's that's done done a, a course on, on cooking and she does a, a, a video, a new video every month or week or whatever it is. I, I've not bought into it, but apparently she's doing about two and a half million dollars a year. Come on. Like, just coming up with a new recipe once a week because most people are like, I'm at work all week. I want to come on a Friday and have a recipe there that we can just cook. Me and my yeah. missus can cook and enjoy it and not know what we're going to have until we get back. And it's like <laughs> genius, absolute genius. genius. And I'm assuming she sends out the food boxes as well now, which would be a great wow. upsell to your course, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. people who don't, I, I look forward to seeing, they definitely look forward to seeing a webinar for that uh, for, the, for that flipping houses because okay. I learned to make money in property from a guy called John Childers. Of course um, I know, Tan, yes. You know who John is? Of See, course. You've been, you've been around uh, uh, <laughs> doing online think stuff like me for a while, so like me. Yeah. So, But a lot of people don't know who John Childers is, but but he was the one when, like, I think he explains it, that if you've got 100 grand to spend on property, then don't go and buy a property for 100 grand. And then it, it, when it increases by 10%, sell it and make 10 grand. He says, put 10 grand down on 10 properties. Yeah. Then get ninety, get a ninety grand mortgage on ten properties. You've got a million dollars worth of property that you're then playing around with, and then as each one increases by ten percent, you've doubled your money. And it's like, oh shit, yeah. But he said, right. and he also explains it that poor people are scared of debt, um, and rich people know how to use debt to make more money. So they use other people's money to make money, which is, I guess that's how the, the world goes around. Money's not real, is it? <laughs> that's right. And when you think about it, you're like, that's what he's talking about is leverage. Like that's total yeah. leverage. Um, and I love it. Somebody was coming to me and they were so excited because they had saved $13,000 so far for their child at maybe eight, eight or nine years old. And they were excited because, you know, with the predictions, it'll probably be at $30,000 when their child is 18. I'm like, let me tell you how to turn that into half a million dollars by the time your kid is 21. You need to take that money, you know, put it in real estate, get a house, make it into an Airbnb. We're talking about business credit, you know, so that Airbnb pays the mortgage and gives you some profits every month. And now, you know, when this kid 15 years from now, the value of that house will be at a place where when they sell it, you know, the, I think it was 17 years. Cause you know, in 17 years you can pay off a house. So here in the U S we've got this 30 year mortgage. You can pay it off in 17. 
And uh, I'm like, with an Airbnb, you can totally pay it off. And then the the child sells that house whenever they want to. And they've got half a million instead of $30,000. Like 30000 is pretty lame. So let's go for the half a million plan. And they were like, I'm in looking for a property now. So there's so much you grand. can do with property. Huh? Doesn't even make a difference now. Never mind in in another twenty years time, thirty grand is going to be like people will be on that every single month as standard yeah. because money's becoming worthless, isn't it? It's it's so true, it's so true. So you have to look so, at a leverage, leverage it. Any of my guys want to reach out, want to contact you, want to work with you, are interested in learning anything to do with AI, to do with property, house flipping, whatever, or any of the courses. How do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? Where do they reach out? Sure. So my main website is alicialittle.com and that is A-L-I-C-I-A, little L-Y-T-T-L-E, little with a Y. So alicialittle.com and I've got a contact me button and you can also find my courses on that website. And also my main course right now that I love is AI Experts Club, which is just how it sounds, AIExpertsClub.com. And you can learn more about AI there. It's super affordable and a lot of fun. So I hope that you guys do reach out. If you have any questions, I'm always open to that. And I'm all over social media with just my name. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and reach out that way too, if that's better for you. Cool. And if anybody wants to just scroll below the video, I'll make sure that my team put the links down there for you, which is aliciallittle.com and aiexpertsclub.com. I think I got them both right. And Alicia, I just want to say thank you very, very much for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been absolutely awesome. And guys, I will see you all next week. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.